Hello, hello, everyone. This is Chad Inman, also known as Burnup's Chad. I am so privileged to join you today for day one of the Second Corinthians audio devotional. Before we get into today's reading, I think we should take a moment to set the stage and learn a little more about the original audience. This book of the Bible is called Second Corinthians because it is the, it is the second recorded letter written to the early church of Corinth by the Apostle Paul. This letter was actually Paul's third of four written correspondence with the church. Corinth was located about 45 miles from Athens. Corinth was prominent in the first century. It was in Greece between the Aegean and Ionian seas, making it both militarily and commercially important. Corinth was the capital of the Roman province of Achaia. It was a prosperous city, but also known for its immorality. Corinth was kind of like the Las Vegas of its place and time. Much like today's Sin City, the first century Greeks recognized the wild living of Corinth, coming up with the term Corinthianize, which meant to live a promiscuous life like a Corinthian. The 18th chapter of Acts chronicles Paul's time in Corinth. He started the church during his year and a half stay there. The church of Corinth is arguably one of the most dysfunctional churches in the New Testament, probably for the previously mentioned reasons. That is probably why Paul's letter to the Corinthians make up his largest body of work directed to an individual congregation. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians addressed the church divisions, issues of morals and conduct, and closed by addressing Jesus' resurrection and the future hope that it brings. So with the stage set, let's get into today's reading. Today's reading is 2 Corinthians 1, verses 1 through 7. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and from our brother Timothy. I am writing to God's church in Corinth and to all of his holy people throughout Greece. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even though we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. When we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our suffering, you will also share in the comfort God gives us. All right. So Paul opens the letter with an introduction like you might expect. This letter was written to the church as a group and would have been read aloud to its intended audience. After stating that the letter is from Paul and his disciple Timothy and written to the church of Corinth, Paul takes an interesting turn. I'm a salesperson by profession. Effective salesmanship, or salespersonship, I should say, boils down to two things, to inform and persuade. Paul's purpose in this written message to the church of Corinth is to inform and persuade. Paul is making a pitch for the church and its individuals to operate differently. So, 
as a sales professional, I am telling you all that this is a terrible opening pitch. If the topic of suffering was a central piece of my selling strategy, I would sell nothing. I wouldn't sell a thing. So remembering that today's reading wasn't originally to us, but is absolutely for us, why does Paul open his letter talking about comfort and suffering? And what does that mean for us today? As I was pondering this question, I was reminded of a couple of things Jesus said during his time on earth as recorded in the Gospel of Matthew. In the Gospel of Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29, Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And later in Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 25, Jesus says, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. So in Jesus' words, we once again see this combination of sacrifice and suffering with comfort. So what do we do with this? As you might remember, Steve Durr did a great job of describing the culture of first century Corinth. He mentioned that reputation and wealth were important to that community. That sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? It seems like there may be some commonality between first century Corinth and 21st century Grand Haven. So I have to admit, I am a control freak who likes being comfortable. I try to dictate how things go, and I try to avoid any risk. I will do anything and everything in my power to avoid suffering or to even be inconvenienced. And where has that gotten me? If I'm honest, I have to admit it hasn't gone well. At best, it has left me disappointed, feeling like there must be something more to life. At worst, it has left me and sometimes my loved ones dealing with a lot of pain. Obsession with self-preservation is not all that it's cracked up to be. Paul was a man who knew suffering. Once he became a follower of Jesus, he faced hardships and opposition everywhere he went. He was beaten, he was arrested, and ultimately he was killed for his faith. Yet Paul says that true comfort, true peace, and true joy come only when we are willing to suffer, to risk, to be uncomfortable in order to follow Jesus. So I find myself challenged today. I'm challenged by Paul's call to suffering. I'm challenged by the way some people I know, many of whom are part of Watermark, have been willing to take big risks so that they could be a part of what God was already doing. I feel invited to experience true comfort, and I find myself wondering what God might be asking me to join. So what about you? Is there something God might be inviting you to be a part of? Something risky? Something hard? Maybe something a little scary? Will you join me in a journey to find suffering 
so that we might find true comfort, peace, and joy. Please join me in prayer. God, we admit at times we have chosen comfort over following you. It is clear that true comfort comes through you. Please show us where you are calling us to be stretched so that we may be a part of your work and may experience your true comfort, peace, and joy. In Jesus' name, who made the ultimate sacrifice. Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.